Hi everyone, you are now tuning into a very special episode of Vonti Talks with Filmmakers podcast, brought to you by producer Pierre Romain and his team over at Worldwide Entertainment and Media. Our special guests today are some of the actors and actresses from the BET Plus film One Night Stay. All right, everyone, thank you so much. Welcome to a special episode of Bonte Talks with Filmmakers. We are doing things a bit different from um, other episodes by interviewing some Hollywood actors today. So let's go around Robin real quick and let each person introduce themselves and let the audience know who you are and some of the content you've worked on. Anybody? Go ahead, Robin. Go ahead, oh, all right. Well, all right. my name is my, my, my name is Robert Christopher. My name is Robert Christopher Riley. I am from Flatbush, Brooklyn, as you just heard. Um, I am first generation American born to a Trinidadian mother and a Bayesian father. Mm-hmm. I started out as a football player in high school and college, and I went to college to be an accountant. I inevitably got into acting, got a Bachelor of Arts in Theater from Lehigh University, a Master of Fine Arts in Acting from Ohio University. Uh, 18 months later, I was on Broadway in Cat on the Hot Tin Roof with James Earl Jones and Phyllis Rashad and Anika Noni Rose, directed by Debbie Allen, Giancarlo Esposito. <laughs> um, then I did another Broadway show called Lombardi. Mm-hmm. Uh, with Judith Light and Dan Loria. After that, I was on a show called Hit the Floor for three years. That was on VH1, a scripted series. Um, and then I spent five seasons on a show called Dynasty, which is where most people will recognize me from now. And that was on the CW and Netflix, and that ended 2022. And here mm-hmm. I am. That is so nice. Thank you, Robert, for breaking that down. He was just like running through that. Huh? <laughs> like, and I did this, and I did that. <laughs> and I'm Steven. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, that's all I got for you. <laughs> uh, no, my name is Steven Bishop. I'm originally from Chicago, Illinois. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was a baseball player my entire life. I played college and professional baseball. Uh, I majored in business at University of California at Riverside, where I got my Bachelor of Arts there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also took drama. I don't know if Rob said he took drama in college, but I did take drama in college, which is where I first uh, was given the impression that I may be able to act uh, for a living. Um, I, uh, my resume started with, uh, commercials and, uh, got my first break on a film called the road home. Uh, and then my first television break on a show called girlfriends. Thank you to Mara Brock Akil for that. Uh, I continued to plug along doing guest star and co-star roles until I got what was my biggest break. Actually, there was a big break. My first studio film was The Rundown, uh, directed by Peter Berg, starring Dwayne Johnson uh, and Rosario Dawson. Christopher Walken was also in that. Uh, Then I got my my major film break uh, in the uh, six-time Academy Award-nominated Moneyball opposite Brad Pitt and, uh, excuse me, Jonah Hill and Philip Seymour Hoffman (laughs) and Robin Wright. Uh, And then I got my first series regular job on a show called Being Mary Jane. Mm -hmm. Again, thank you to Mara Brock-Akil for that. Uh, Some people know me for uh, Imposters. And now we are here to celebrate the success of a film we all did together called One Night Stay, uh, directed by Rick Mordecai, produced by Pierre Romain mm-hmm. and uh, Julie, his wife, Julie, and uh, oh, my God, Tony and, and, we've got <laughs> Summer. And, and Summer and we've got just so many. So many beautiful people involved in that. That one is starring myself and Latoya Luckett and Rob, mm-hmm. uh, Essence Atkins, Ayana Haley. And uh, here we are today. So I, you know, hopefully I that introduction of myself lived halfway to Rob's Broadway <laughs> resume. I tried to okay. add it as much as possible with, you know, but hey. We all do what we can, right? So, Essence, thank you so much for joining us. You missed it. I asked these guys to intro themselves, and 
Robert went like this. I'm Haitian and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and then it was the end. And Stephen was like, okay, so let me do mine. Hi, I'm Stephen Bishop. You know? <laughs> and that was it. So, but um, yeah, like, and I was like, and I'm Stephen. Yeah, he's like, and I'm <laughs> guzzling down cherry wine. No, he stopped. <laughs> but no, Essence, I wanted you to um, join us as well. Thank you so much for coming. We're doing like an educational podcast, mentoring from afar. So they're just giving their background um, on like who they are, some some shows that they've been on, and then how long they've been in the industry. So would you mind just introing yourself as well? Sure. Um, hi, everybody listening and possibly viewing. I'm Essence Atkins, and I am an actor. Uh, <laughs> I have been uh, in the business since the mid-80s. Um, my very first job was on The Cosby Show, mm -hmm. season two, uh, as a guest star, and I've done some films and some TV shows that have lived on and feels like perpetuity, but they've lived on <laughs> and, um, their run. Some of those shows are Smart Guy and Half and Half and Are We There Yet and Marlin and now First Wives Club is on the air and I've done some films like Haunted House and Dance Flick and Deliver Us from Eva. Mm -hmm. um, so my... I'm here to celebrate, as Stephen said, the success of One Night Stay. Yes. Um, and I'm grateful to be here. Thank you so much. I'm um, Vaughn McCray, and I started the podcast and everything, so I'm excited that you guys are here. Um, we just want to learn a little bit more about you and, and just like really go over the One Night Stay, but also what made you passionate for this longest stay as um, actors in this industry. Is there any other careers that you guys were thinking of throughout this long process of being in? Listen, no agents are coming after you. There's not gonna be anybody like, how could you say that? It's just more about um, inspiring from afar. So did anybody okay. ever wanna exit stage left? <laughs> before, before we go there, I have to say something. People who are listening, please do not let the very soft-spoken uh voice of essence fool you today she is a powerhouse absolutely of, of the highest order and we love her she absolutely. is an uber talent she is a writer a director yes an actor but she is also a beautiful beautiful person and one of my dearest friends so i just have to put that out there don't let that soft stuff fool you because she's, she's a powerhouse for real and I also yeah. love the pictures behind her as well, which is amazing. Oh, Can thank you. Give you. us some backstory on that. Oh, okay. So I'm home. This is my home office. And oh, I love that. When I moved into this house, um, it, you know, all the walls were just uh, bare. And I wanted to do a wall that inspired me. So this is custom wallpaper behind me. Um, there are shots of various artists, actresses from the 50s who inspired me. Directly behind me is Rita Moreno. Mm -hmm. um, that's a young Marie Rita Moreno. As you guys know, she's an EGOT, so she's in the center of it all. And then mm -hmm. um, Lena Horne and Sid Charisse behind me is Lucille Ball and Sophia Loren, uh, Marilyn Monroe. I've got Audrey Hepburn and I've got Rita Hayworth, so just classic kind of strong women, beautiful women, very smart women. I actually have two pictures of Lucille Ball because of the innovator that she was, for those oh, who don't know, but um, she is the basically the mother of how what we think of as sitcom television. She's the one who created I Love Lucy and the proscenium way of shooting it, and that is now the thing that we use to this very day. Um, and she was a really kind of powerhouse, not in just how she designed and cultivated, creating kind of a new technique of shooting, but also by standing firm on insisting that her actual husband play her husband, which was very uh, forward and, mm -hmm. um, and uh, special because he was also a Latin man. And that was, 
basically unheard of at that time. So she's she's up here twice. Yes, I love that. So that's like um, putting some diversity when diversity wasn't really inclusive. Wasn't a thing. Wasn't yeah, it wasn't a thing right there. <laughs> Do you feel like that was um, very inspirational? Like, does that wallpaper help you when you move into your office? For me, it's like candles or incense or something like on the wall, like a script outline that I do that yeah. just makes me smile every time. So yeah, no, I come in this office and, and I feel inspired and I feel motivated. Dorothy Dandridge is also down in the corner. Um, but I also, I try to, it, it's funny because I was very intentional about the photos that I chose because I also wanted to choose mm -hmm kind of more candid shots as opposed to shots of them. Like, you know, I have one the close ones. Up, up, I don't know if I'll see if I can, that one of Elizabeth Taylor, she's on a boat. She's got her Love on her cheek and, you know, it's not necessarily a headshot because I think that the beauty of our artistry is really about letting the camera capture moments where it feels like it's not rehearsed. Mm -hmm. You know, obviously, because of what we do, that's part of the artistry, but you want to feel as if you're kind of peeking through a hole and capturing and, and observing someone's real life. And I think that these shots also remind me of that, that my goal is to make it feel as if you're watching this character's real life. I love that. And I would love to um, ask like Robert and Stephen, if you guys have anything similar that is inspirational as you go on that journey, like the thing that keeps you on that path. That's the cast I, of Dynasty. I don't. I, don't. I uh, <laughs> That's the my inspiration for the last six years has been my daughter. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, everything that I, I do, I, I, I do with her in mind and, and towards everything, her. All the time. <clears throat> I love that. There are there are no moments off when Steven is not doesn't have Charlie in his in his mind. This is okay. true. This is true. This is I mean, she is the greatest thing that has ever happened to me. And I've had a lot of really good things happen to me in my life. And she is by far the greatest. Um, but I don't you know, when I was a kid, I, I grew up with, you know, because I, I wanted to be a pro baseball player. So I grew up with posters of my idols on my walls. Uh, but then as I got to the professional level, I had one of those idols come to me and tell me, if you're going to play on the level with these guys, mm -hmm. you can no longer idolize them. You have to look at them as though they are just other players that you are going to beat. Oh, I like that. So at that point, you know, I kind of, I kind of let go of that type of inspiration and and really started looking inward for inspiration. And yes, I have, I have people that I I, I study and I that I you know I, you know Denzel Washington obviously is a is a amazing actor that anybody can learn from mm -hmm. by watch just by watching him uh and you know uh daniel day lewis is another one um joe yeah, pesci i love him yeah joe pesci is another one of my favorites that i that i learned a lot from watching but um i i don't have any type of uh inspirational wall or anything like that i just kind of it's in here uh, your daughter yeah, yeah, yeah. And I love that. Well, what about yourself, Robert, before we go to break real quick? Um, well, I mean, I, I try to remind myself of what it is that I've uh, I've accomplished. Um, I've got uh, my Broadway playbills up here, Dynasties over there, um, some artwork from a fan that mm -hmm. was overseas. Um, the rest of it's pictures of my family. I'm married now. I've got two daughters as well. Mm -hmm. And... Um, you know, at the end of the day, that's what you're doing it for. So <laughs> my, <laughs> mine are old. My, my, mine aren't. Mine aren't six. They're in college. But oh, wow. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah. No, you you you, um, you still look like a college student yourself. So that's amazing. Boy, you know, I black doesn't you. crack. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I I just um, 
I'm really thankful for what it is I get to do for a living. And um, I try to remind myself when, uh, when I'm not working that I have done it. Mm-hmm. And some and people have liked it. You know, <laughs> and Rob, I'm capable funny. of doing it. Rob, it's funny. I have those things. I have movie posters framed. Like I have the movie poster from Moneyball. And I have like <laughs> my jersey, my David Jer- Justice jersey from Moneyball signed by Brad Pitt and David Justice. What? We need to I go just, Rob. I just don't have. They're all in storage. I just don't have, I haven't found my wall of fame yet. You know what I mean? I haven't found that room yet where I just, I go boom, 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 boom. And I can, I can do what you're saying really just, I'm still kind of grinding toward that wall of fame moment and collecting the items along the way, you know? I still have to get my coins forever poster signed by Essence Atkins. (laughs) <laughs> That's probably when I will have my collection complete. <laughs> Sounds like Essence, he wants you to come over there, help him with the collection, and we, <laughs> and, then, and then he will be. I mean, we're basically neighbors. Stephen lives very close. I, I'd happily come and help you design a wall, Stephen. Dust off those boxes real quick, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, my, my wife says where everything gets hung, by the way, so... <laughs> I don't don't really have to try. I just have to get it framed. (laughs) You just have to collect it. You just have to hunt and gather and she will. I go to to Framebridge. I go to Framebridge. They frame it. They mount it. I come back. She tells me where to put it. I get out of hammer and a nail. I love that. Well, guys, hold on. We're going to go to break, give our sponsors, um, get a word from our sponsors. We are joined here by Robert Riley, Stephen Bishop, and Essence Atkins. You guys are listening to Vonti Talks with Filmmakers. We will be right back. I just wish I could trust you more than anything. I just want to give you what you know you want. I'm concerned about you. He is not being honest with you. There is some creepy going on in this house, and I can't put my finger on it. Now, an exciting message from our sponsors. When I decided to launch this podcast, I had the tools to find talent and market the show, but needed a skilled editor to bring it all to life. That's when I turned to Jacob Daly at redhawk.uk. His collaborative approach and swift revisions transformed my vision into reality. Redhawk.uk, your one-stop solution for creative content services. Reach out to them. Now a word from another of our supporting sponsors, that is Realm IQ, a new AI consultancy started by film marketing veteran, Kurt Doty, who has built an international team of AI mentors to help AI change management for your business. Go to www.curtdoty.co slash Realm IQ, smart people for smart adoption, creating smart worlds. Realm IQ, book your AI workshop today, adopt or perish. Hi there, and welcome back to Bonte Talks with Filmmakers Podcast. Welcome back, you guys, to Bonte Talks with Filmmakers. As mentioned, Stephen Bishop is here, Essence Atkins, Robert Riley. We are over here talking about their inspirations um, with acting and everything and getting their journey breakdown. But I know, like, a major thing that we're here for is definitely to talk about One Night Stay as well. And I wanted to get um, from each one of you that experience of getting into the zone of acting for a film like that. Was there any inspiration um, that you were able to tap into while you were making the film? Don't all talk at once. It's fine. Ladies first. You know how it goes. Ladies first. That's right. I love it. Oh, okay. Um, Well, I... uh... I, you know, my my character is kind of the rabbit caught in the <laughs> caught in the trap. I've been saying this in interviews, but she yeah. she very naively and innocently enters into Marcus's life, played by Stephen, and you know she's thinking that she's about to have this incredible romantic experience but also with a very successful man because she comes to this home that's 55,000 square feet and she's you know it's one of those oh my gosh pinch me (laughs) 
<laughs> you know, like I just ding, ding, ding. I just see three sevens. I'm winning. I'm winning. I'm winning. And unbeknownst to her, you know, she, as she's walking around the house and as she's kind of observing the environment, she mm -hmm. notices some pictures of, of his sister is what he's, is what he's <laughs> Um, but it's really Latoya Luckett, his wife, and eventually April puts it together and she hightails it out of there. But what she doesn't know is that there's someone watching because they are in quite a large home. For those who <laughs> haven't seen the film, there is someone in the house. Um, this is a thriller, so um, mm -hmm. you know things don't always appear as they are, and the audience ha actually has the advantage of being able to see the POV of of more than than our players do. Um, so, you know, I hightail it out of there, thankfully. <laughs> but um, for me, you know, it was really about who was already attached. I'd worked with both Stephen and Latoya before. Um, Latoya's first film was a movie called Preacher's Kid and I played her best friend in that movie so I was delighted that I would get to work with her again and and the scene we have a scene together actually in the film and what I loved about it was that it's it was um, the the director let us really improvise and so mm -hmm. we had kind of a, a loose outline of what we had to say and then we were able to kind of riff off of one another and that's always a joyful I love improvisation so I, I love being able to to bring um, some additional stuff to it in the moment and then Stephen and I have worked together as he mentioned a number of times so it's always a delight so that was part of it and then my experience with Pierre Romain was just so so incredibly unexpected but just top-notch professionally mm -hmm. um, we're gonna work together again um, in the near future so I'm really looking forward to that I can't say what yet because the ink's not dry <laughs> but um you know when you it's always nice when you have you know my resume is such where there's been a lot of repeat business so mm -hmm. I love finding you know people know I've worked with the Waynes quite a bit um and I'm gonna be working with them again or Damon Waynes this time in the fall so uh, on a new show for CBS so I just love thank you so much I, I I just love being able to have an experience and it's so beneficial all the way around and so pleasurable all the way around that we want to do it again and this is a cast and an experience where I can say that that's true and that's so great to hear because like you mentioned earlier, you've been doing this since the 80s. So to still be inspired to, to continue on this journey is really amazing. Um, Pierre, go ahead and uh, let that ink go ahead and just, you know, let it dry and give her what she wants, you know? <laughs> By the time this episode airs, it's a done deal. Don't even worry about right? it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, I thank you for that. And I would just ask the gentleman, whoever wants to go, um, next, some of the inspiration that you found from the film. Um, I mean, uh, other than killing echo... people, other than murdering. <laughs> I can echo what Essence said about the cast, and um, I, a lot of people were attached before I was. And um, Essence, Stephen, Latoya. I've worked with Latoya before. I had worked with Worldwide Entertainment Media, which is Pierre and Julie and um, Summer and Tony and some of the other producers and Mark on another film. And I had an amazing experience. And we've remained very close even after this is um, the, the productions had wrapped. Um, I was, I'd worked with Latoya before. I've been fans of Essence and Steven. Um, I just remembered where I saw Moneyball, which was on a plane to the Philippines to shoot The Born Legacy. Wow. <laughs> I, I just remembered that. I was like, yeah, but I was, I've been a fan since then. Um, were you a fan and, or were you like, who is that guy? No, I was like, that guy's <laughs> fucking good. Sorry, part, pardon my French. I was like, that guy's <laughs> fucking good. I just did it again. I'm from Brooklyn, my bad. Yeah. Um, F-bombs all day, all day. Yeah, it happened. My mom's not happy about it. But uh, <laughs> I, uh, I, I reveled in the opportunity to play um, a relatively nefarious individual. For those of you who haven't seen the movie, I won't spoil it for you, but I am not who I seem. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of times I, um, in in going along with what Essence said, I get a lot of repeat business as a very nice guy and a very charming, uh, romantic individual. And you get to see a little bit of that in one scene in this movie, but the rest of it's something else. And as far as getting into the zone, I will say, and I said this in another interview, Stephen, um, and that means it's true, is when we got to do our first scene together and I knew I had a great dance partner and um, and that's all you can really ask for as an actor mm-hmm. is when you can stand across from somebody and go, oh, it's let's go. It's exactly what I was talking about. I knew it. Like, um, yeah, so it's that that type of that those opportunities are very fun and you, you make the most of them when you get them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. Um, <clears throat> Rob and I are the feeling about what he's talking about is mutual. We both in the moment. First take, maybe even rehearsal in that. Moment, yeah, it was rehearsal. We both knew. <laughs> Oh, this is gonna be fun. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and I made I made a point to tell him even before, like as soon as it was I said, Hey man, look, bro, I'm so happy right now because I know <laughs> I got somebody that I can go and we can eat. You know what I mean? Yeah. And <clears throat> but for me, the ability to play a guy who was kind of a straight guy in the movie, he was just surrounded by all this. He was the catalyst for all of this, but during the movie, he just was just surrounded by it all. You know what I mean? And he, I got to play. Mark is pretty straight. He didn't. He didn't. I didn't have to be over dramatic. I didn't have to be scared much. I just got to play him as this rascal that I that I continue to say that he is, and I got to be free with that. And one of the things that that really motivated me to take the role was the fact that I got an I got an opportunity to have five or six different relationships within the film. And I knew that I would be able to bring a little bit of subtlety and and a little nuance to each relationship that would make them different. Right. Uh, and so that as an actor, that it was almost like it was almost like playing different characters. But it, you know, obviously it's the same guy. He just has to be a little different with each person. And that was that was attractive to me. Uh, getting in the zone for Marcus wasn't wasn't difficult. It was uh, it was actually freeing and, and liberating because I just got to live in that. I knew Marcus very well being an ex pro athlete. Mm-hmm. I knew him very, very well. So I, I, I just got to kind of let my instincts take over. And a lot of, you know, fortunately, Rick Mordecai, our director, was very, uh, uh, very open to to me just playing. And, mm-hmm. and so we got, you know, once once the first, I think maybe the first day, he realized that he could trust my instincts. He, mm-hmm. he told me, hey, just keep on going, keep doing all of that. You know, and so that was very liberating, and and you know, I was I was very happy uh, with what I saw as the result. Yeah, Rick definitely was a beast when it came down to it. He was just rolling through those scenes. I love that as well. I'm I'm happy that you guys really appreciated that. Um, can I ask you and like pivot very quickly? Um, as actors, when you first were starting, is there anything that you adjusted? that you can say is a major part in what you're doing now. So you know how like you just play in different roles. I know me as a screenwriter, um, when I first started, it was just like, how do you outline? How do you, you know, I'm putting post-it notes everywhere and everything, but then I realized it's more about world building and creating these engaging characters versus about a jumping off of a building type thing. So do you feel like there's anything that you adjusted throughout the years within your acting? I would say that for for me, my acting career has been a little different than a lot of people. When I first got here, I, I happened to uh, audition for a casting director named Victoria Burroughs, who at the time was a pretty big casting director in the game. 
And she pulled me aside and said, your instincts are spot on. Mm -hmm. Don't let anybody change you. Just keep doing what you're doing. And this was my first audition with her. And so that gave me a lot of confidence to, to, to just go with my instincts and be as natural as possible. But one of the things that I can say that I do both during work and in the audition process that has, you know, provided huge dividends for me is I, I try to do something that's not on the page mm. all the time. I try to separate myself in auditions by finding something else that's not there in within the guidelines, of course, but something that, you know, if there's a hundred guys going out for the job, only one of them is going to be me. And I'm going to separate myself because they're going to see something that they didn't see a hundred times. Ah. And, I also, and I also try to do that in, in the work. Like I said, Rick let me run with my instincts. A lot of the stuff that we did, you know, even with the, in the scene with Rob, wasn't on the page. We just ran with it. And that, that that's what I knew about Rob. When I didn't tell him I was going to go somewhere else, <laughs> he followed me, even without knowing what was going to happen. He followed Which me. Way? That's when I... That's when I was like, oh yeah, this is this guy's a this guy's a good one. He's a professional. So for me, try to do something that's not necessarily on the page to make it you, not you, but to make it your own, you know, within the guidelines of the character. That is excellent advice, especially for upcoming um actors as well. Yeah. Does anybody else have any um advice that they can want to share when it comes to that? Essence I've been doing it the same job. <laughs> she was trying to usurp the uh, lady's first thing. I get it. It's um <laughs> that was like, excellent yeah, advice, by the way, um, Stephen. I love that. I would say that I agree with what Stephen is saying because I often say mm -hmm. when I teach to just um give them the cake and forget the sprinkles and frosting. Um, and it may sound like that's counterintuitive to what Stephen's saying, but I would disagree for, with anyone who said that because what Stephen said was about doing something that's not on the page, but is within the confines of the story that is being told. Mm -hmm. So the most important thing to do is to get the story across. We're talking about screenwriters. Someone wrote a story. Tell the story and tell it well. And then whatever comes out of that, you can find the different things inside that story that they'll 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 become apparent to you. But there's a there's a, a road and there's three lanes in it. You can meander all you want to, but if you don't go from here to there, you're doing it wrong. Mm -hmm. And um, you know, that'd be some advice I'd give. I love that. I definitely love that. Miss <laughs> No, I, I think that one of the things I, I'm a big proponent of is not letting or not waiting for someone to pay you to be creative. I think it's really important to continue to stoke that fire and continue to find ways to express your creativity. Um, when I am not being paid to act, I will actually pay and go to acting class. When <laughs> I, you know, when I'm not in class and I know like I have friends who are writers and if they will, if they write a script and they just want to hear it, I'll volunteer to read, to read it out loud for them, do like a table read, informal table read, just so they can hear and maybe get notes or hear what my take is or what they thought or what I thought may have been missing or what I was confused about to help them with their next draft or to help them with their, you know, proposed pitch at that point, if that's where they're moving towards. But I don't let a paycheck be the only time that I allow myself to be creative and do this thing that I actually really love to do. And I think it's mm -hmm. really important just for your development to find yourself in a group of creatives that are like-minded, that are talented, that are multiversed and multi-hyphenates, and that you guys kind of create a safe space for you guys to continue to do your artistry, even when there isn't money involved. 
I love that. I definitely love that. And it's very true. I, I think having that flexibility, like all of you guys have definitely given some excellent answers to really inspire from a distance. And I and I appreciate you being very transparent and honest, especially with Robert, who keeps on saying, you know, I said this in another interview. Come on now, Brooklyn. Stop what you said in under interviews. Dig deep. If it's, if it's true, it's true. <laughs> so, <laughs> if you walk into one of my acting classes or if I train you one-on-one, -on -one, the first thing you're going to hear me tell you is feed them the cake. Leave the frosting sprinkles alone. That comes later. Yeah, so, I love that. <laughs> I, I'm not, I don't want to shortchange your audience by not no. giving them the best nugget that I feel like I got. Yeah, exactly. But but like Stephen had said, it's more customized and like make it your own. And that's the problem. Like a lot of people, they say go into things doing exactly what everybody wants. But if you're all marching the same beat, who's going to be the individual um, thinking outside of the box? Right. That's exactly what I mean. Like yeah. if, if I go in and I say every word that's on the page exactly the way it's written, and there's a hundred guys, I guarantee you mm -hmm. 95 of them did it exactly the way I'm about to do it. Mm -hmm. But I don't want to be, I want to separate from that, that group. So I have to find things. Maybe it's, maybe it's just, you know, if the guy's trying to be menacing mm -hmm. and 95 guys do it with the furrowed brow and they're being hard, maybe I'll laugh. Yeah. You know, maybe I'll maybe I'll say it in a in a more humorous way. Mm -hmm. Or maybe it's just adding tags to the beginning or the end of lines so that they don't sound exactly the same as everybody else. You know what I mean? It's it's it, it's 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 difficult to come up with an example now because I need, you know, I would need a a piece to 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 figure that out. But well, let me just I guarantee you, every single time I audition, not a, come on, pause. Uh, <laughs> I was going to pull something off the wall and just be like, no, I'm just joking. Go ahead. Uh, yeah. Every time, I, every single time I'm doing something that is not going to be done by most of the people that are auditioning, or I'm doing something that the director did not expect. And I'll even tell them beforehand, hey, Bear with me. I like to I like to play. I sometimes color outside the lines, mm -hmm. you know. And and like I said, Denzel Washington was a huge uh, a huge inspiration for me and somebody that I watched. I got a chance to work with him on Safe House, mm -hmm. and I know from watching him, I can I can almost tell you, oh yeah, no, that wasn't on the page. That was him. He did that. Mm -hmm. And when we worked together. I went into it knowing that it was going to happen. So I prepared myself yeah. to be ready for it so that I didn't break character. I'm on this huge set with this humongous superstar and it's easy to go and be caught uh, like a deer in headlights, uh, you know, when something doesn't go the way it's scripted. Yeah. It's easy to be like, oh, wait, what? Wait, wait, what? No, you got it. I went in there knowing that was going to happen mm -hmm. and went with him, just like Rob went with me. And, and you know, to the point where he was like, okay, you know, Denzel, Rob, okay. <laughs> okay. All right, okay. My, my I nigga. <laughs> I tried to break you. He said, I tried to break you. I couldn't do it. Let's work. And Ooh. at that point, I knew... That all of my my improv prep and my willingness to be open to it had paid off because I, I he tried me and I was I, mean, I answered the call and he acknowledged it and that was one of the greatest moments I've had in my entire career. You know, he's a great guy. He's a great guy. Great to work with. Great to just sit on set and watch him and study how how he goes about his business. It's just it's amazing would you consider somebody like him like an informal informal mentor like you know not just an inspiration but like you mentioned just having that moment with him that's mentorship to be honest you know i, I would think 
I would think that it would be overstepping my boundaries to call him a mentor because he didn't take me under his wing to mentor me. Mm. I just, I, I, I guess I could say I, I pilfered mentorship from him. <laughs> well, let I me watched him. He, I watched him. And it was, I, I went at him like he was my mentor. Mm -hmm. And I, I studied him and I took things from him like he was my mentor, but he, he was not, I, I don't want to, I don't want to be presumptuous and say he was my mentor or a mentor to me. Cause I will, I feel like that would be putting more on it than he might want it to be. You know what I mean? He didn't, he didn't, he didn't, that wasn't what it was. I just studied and I'm, I, and I'm, I'm very observant. I, I pay a lot of attention to detail and I just was able to study him and, and, and garner a lot from that. So Denzel Washington, if you are listening, uh, Stephen Bishop would like for you to circle back and mentor him, like verbally. <laughs> oh, like, I would absolutely. love that. Would you? There's nothing wrong with making those statements. We are a Black community that is inspirational and everything. And I, and I always say, who do you want to work with? What are some, you know, content out there right now? And that was going to be my next question for you guys. You know, um, is there any content that is airing right now that you wish you could have been on? Not saying we've already discussed One Night Stay, right? But other shows. Like for me, for instance, and I think, Stephen, you like that genre of action and action adventure as well. For me, it's like uh, the Reacher series on Amazon Prime. I love it. Jack Reacher, I've read every Lee Child book that is out there. So to see that come alive, aside from what Tom Cruise had did with it before, for them to reboot that, and the actor that they chose is really amazing. Every episode, I loved it. So they're up to season two. Does any of you guys have anything that you're currently watching? Well, for me, there's there's a couple big ones. Yes, here we go. I always wanted, I wished... I could have been a part of Game of Thrones. Oh my like, God. Game of Thrones is my favorite television series of all time. It I is so unbelievably written and acted and costumed and everything. I just wish there was something in there for somebody who looks like me. Um, but then the other one is another big, big one. I've always wanted to play James Bond. Ooh, hello. And, and you know, Obviously, they go they go British, and uh, you know. But I have I have thrown my hat into that ring uh, yeah. with with you know I've done photos and uh, you know sent resumes to Barbara Broccoli and I'm... you know I've gotten I've gotten responses. So mm -hmm. I doubt I will play I will play James Bond. <laughs> <laughs> you never but... know. But I have not been told no. Listen. We'll, just, we'll put it that way. When I was at HBO, Game of Thrones was our biggest um, thing. And it was funny because they had that episode where the in season one, it was the spiked heads and everything. And that was when George Bush was in office. And somebody on set decided to play a prank and put his head on a spike. And that was a major con controversy that first season. So, but Game of Thrones was, yeah, one of the amazing ones. All the behind the scenes features and that was a beast. I've seen episodes where the dragon wasn't even done yet and we were sending it out for an Emmy nomination. So that it was a beast, the time and like, yeah, that, yeah, that was a beast. So, um, so Game of Thrones and then he, I think you could be a good James Bond, to be honest. They I need to too. mix it up. They need to mix I it up. I, I absolutely think I could be a good James Bond. Do you drink uh, martinis, though? Because that, I mean. I can. <laughs> he said yeah. I can. <laughs> Shaking and not stirred. Shaking and not stirred. Boom. There you go. So if you're listening, listen. Stephen wants to be 007. Uh, he can he can update the portfolio. He already added more. And I, and I would not even have a problem going British with it. I would I would do that. And if they wanted to keep him British, I'll go British James Bond. 
Listen, if Idris Elba could be in The Wire with no accent, you get what I'm saying? Like, why can't we do the reverse? You know? We'll exactly. still play. My you know sentiments, I mean? exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, so mix it up, you guys. We, we here. We here. Um, what's, what about yours? Either Essence or Robert? I know we are running out of a um, little bit of time as well, but I definitely wanted to get that from you guys real quick. Well, if it used to exist, I'd say HBO, The Wire, and right now I'd say there's room for a hot teacher on Abbott Elementary. <laughs> you said a hot teacher on Abbott? You feel so I mean, Listen, if you're listening, yes, yes. Thank you. Thanks. Abbott Elementary. Thank okay. you. Flat Bush in the building. You know yeah. what I'm saying? <laughs> no, 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 dropping F-bombs, though. You crazy. No, no, no. I'm good. I'm good. I can get a couple every every, every interview. Just a couple. <laughs> Essence, what about yourself? Ah, uh, for me, right now, I am I know they're getting ready to start production. I would love to do White Lotus. Ooh. Um, yeah, I would love to to play a character on, on White Lotus. I think it's like the perfect blend of of thriller and funny and you know dramatic and and mm-hmm. you know keeps it's very sus- suspenseful and it's really well done and smart and you're always in a beautiful location that doesn't suck <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's definitely white lotus i actually got to do kind of a dream come true mm-hmm. last year that hasn't aired is i have an episode of curb your enthusiasm that's coming out in season 12 hey hbo in the building that was definitely a dream come true you know I have I'm not really allowed to talk about it but I can say that um my scenes were with Mr. David I I am I was gonna ask you that I actually played some golf with him a few times yeah so I got to I got to play with Larry and, and I had a really great experience and it's just fun I I love what is required for good improv I love how your listening has to be on a thousand so um it was really really a great experience so I'm looking forward to seeing to seeing that when it airs um this season oh that is excellent these are some great choices you doing huge things yeah. Okay. Silent. Two more questions. Do not silence like lasagna. What did you say? I'm sorry. What do you I say? I said real genes move in silence like lasagna. <laughs> like lasagna. <laughs> what is that? Okay. Two all, more questions. Baloney. Two more questions. Is it fine? Can we do two more questions before you guys get out of here? I know that you're very busy. I'm loving all the answers and everything. So um, one important one that I've always asked my guests, because I don't think it's something that's talked about enough. How do you mentally and physically take care of yourself in a demanding media industry like that? You know, um, some of these productions go long, long hours and everything, a lot of different work. How do you mentally, you know, stay focused and, and really help yourself in that moment? Um, After projects are done, you know? I, I mean, I'm I'm a believer, so I'm always in my work. Like that's kind of, that's my daily diet of just grounding inspiration, instruction, mm-hmm. knowledge, wisdom, direction. <laughs> you know, that's a big part of my mental health and my spiritual health. Um, I'm also physically active. I did do something in the last like five months that I'm really loving, which is I always wanted to learn how to play tennis. So I hired a coach and I have been taking tennis lessons once a week. And it is by far the most fun thing. I'm not very good yet, but uh, <laughs> I, I love it. And I, it's really like a great form of just being active and, and exercise, but also just learning the process of being a beginner, a beginner's mindset. I think that's an important thing to whatever that is. For me, it's tennis, but I think it's important, especially as we get older to find something to begin with, something that you feel excited about, about learning. Cause I think that's part of keeping yourself from atrophying, not just in your body, but also just mentally. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's a good practice to aspire to learn something new, whatever that may be. And it's I not necessarily that. motivated for, for, you know, financial gain. Like I, I, I don't, I'm not going to be on the circuit. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> That's doing it for enjoyment. 
not the Williams. You're not going to do like Serena Venus in essence Williams. They, they have they have nothing to worry about. <laughs> <laughs> well, what about the um, you two gentlemen? I would love to know. Uh, I work out all the time as well. I got a gym in my house, so that helps. Um, and uh, I agree with Essence. She said I'm about to start crocheting. I just I was sitting next to a woman on the plane just now, and and um, I was like, "Is that crocheting or knitting?" She was like, "Crocheting for the hook," and she gave me a hook to start. So I ordered no. the whole kit. Yeah, her name is Amy D. She's a public speaker. Um, that is dope. And yeah, so I'm gonna start doing that. And other than that, I you know my my family keeps me grounded and I've had a dog for 12 years and she has no idea what I do for a living. She just wants to eat and get taken out to use the bathroom. So <laughs> it's like, it puts things in perspective when you got to take the dog out for a shit. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> and that'll, what about you? That'll keep you humble. That poop bag, that'll keep you humble. <laughs> you gotta, uh, like, I might out. be a celebrity, but, uh, <laughs> when I, first heard question, I thought you were talking about during filming. No, no, no. I meant after. So after you have those demanding, you know, um, film sets or anything like that, how do you get yourself grounded mentally oh, and physically? Oh, after? Okay. Mm. I'm a big golfer. So as soon as I am done with work and I fly back, the first thing I want to do is go play golf. Um, and that, that, I mean, that's really all I do. I mean, I work out, I eat, you know, I, I'm constant, constantly thinking about the next meal and how it's going to be clean and, and, you know, I intermittent fast and all of that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to, you know, I constantly try to keep myself in a zone, in a, in a zone and within striking range of being keeping camera, ready, for James camera ready. So he don't have camera to be ready, <laughs> uh, but, but golf is my, is my, fortress of solitude it's you know it's very humbling it's very uh but it's a beautiful sport you're out there the grass is you know cut perfectly the birds are you know are singing and and everything is just it's just a great opportunity to spend four four and a half hours out in nature I love and uh, some days are great some days are not so good and you have to swallow all of them because you're you're there with other people and you're Probably playing for money. <laughs> and we know how our folks are with anything competitive for no reason all right. the time. So I can understand. It's like, even if you're losing, you're still talking trash. I don't know about you guys, but Uno in my house, crazy. Spades, crazy. Checkers, it don't matter. We're just going at it. <laughs> My wife, my wife and I bet money on Connect Four, and we and it's our it's our money, but we still force each other to pay it. That is so dope, though. I we love have four different Connect Four boards, even a giant <laughs> one that's like four, like three feet tall. Oh my God, y'all are crazy! But I do yeah. love that because it it just shows that you're you're there are ways that everybody is grounding themselves. You guys are tapped into your hobbies about health and all of that. And somebody listening could be avoiding that. You know, sometimes I overwork myself to exhaustion sometimes. And then I have to figure out, are you really going to push yourself so far into the grave? You know, so they hear that you guys, you know, have those little hobbies, even though it's essence is not going to be Serena or Venus Williams, but she's still getting out there. Robert, I don't know about no crochet, my guy, but yeah, I'm, I'm crocheting. Yeah, I'm, 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 everybody's getting a sweater for Christmas, <laughs> period. Okay. If you see next time I'm, I'm on a movie, depending on how long it is, I'm taking orders. And Steven, you know? I don't have no golf money, so you ain't never seeing me out there. No time soon. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't come out to play with me. Not if you don't have no money, because I'm not out there for, I'm not out there for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So one more question. What what were you about to say, Robert? I'm sorry. Oh, I was gonna say I also have my own pepper sauce that I've recently started making that's Ooh. coming to market shortly. Yeah. So, oh, I want that. Oh, hold on, I'll get you a bottle. One second. <laughs> He's so great. Bonte, listen, I have to I have to jump now. No problem. It was, it was a pleasure being here and it was a pleasure working with you on you. uh one night stay. Absolutely. 
thank you so much for having me today. And thank you for the wonderful job that you did on the set. Thank you. Rob, Essence, love you guys. I'll see you again soon. Yes, uh, sir. Sorry, I have, to, I have to break out uh, early, but I have another uh, obligation after this one. So no problem at all. Thanks, Thanks for everybody for listening. Day. Talk to everybody soon. See you guys. All right. God bless you. See you later. Bye. Bye. All right. So guys, I got one more question for you. And we okay. were already almost at the end, but he had to jump, which it was great. He, he stayed longer than he was supposed to. So Correct. whoever's on that next call, I hope it ain't the 007 people. And he messed up. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but um, the last question for you guys is, if you could turn back the hands of time, would you do this all over again? Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh, yes. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, I, I was just talking about this today. I had a meeting earlier mm -hmm. um, with the showrunner for the new CBS project that I'm doing, and I was saying that I, I'm more in love with what I do now all these years later than even at the beginning because at the beginning it felt fantastical it felt kind of like i was i was aspiring to be a part of something and now like i i find myself in it i find myself really saturated and i have this longevity that i couldn't even imagine i would have when i began like mm -hmm. i began kind of as a, a giddy challenge to myself just because I was like oh I want to be on the Cosby show I'm gonna audition and yeah I <laughs> and so I didn't know that I was going to be an actor that I was going to make a great living and have all of these incredible experiences and tell all of these myriad and varied stories throughout my lifetime and now that I know that this is I have found one of my callings that I am living in my purpose, the joy that I have is, is even greater. So yeah, I, I would just tell my younger self, get ready. Your life is going to be amazing. Oh my God. Uh, I couldn't agree more. Um, I, uh, I found out early on in this career that um, you, you, the more people I could understand, not necessarily agree with, but the more people I could understand would make me a better actor. But it also would make me a better human being, which meant my job was to be a good human being. And that's one of the most rewarding things that I have been able to do and I continue to do and I'll do it until I'm dead. Aside from that, I like to say I love to put smiles on people's faces. And in this last two years alone, since Dynasty has ended, I've been to seven countries and 10 cities, and I've seen a Dynasty fan in the jungles of St. Lucia. <laughs> I love that. And um, for the, the smiles that I get to put on people's faces just by existing, I'm just, I just happen to be in the same place with this person. And they're so happy about it. Like that's something that you can't ever take for granted. And a lot of people don't get to experience aside from their family and friends, but we get to experience this with strangers mm -hmm. that are, that help us live. They keep our bills paid. They keep a roof over my head and food in my mind, my family's stomachs. So um, I'm very grateful that I'm one of the people that gets that God has chosen to be able to do this. Um, I don't take it lightly. And uh, I would, um, I would tell my young self, uh, much like Essence said, get ready. <laughs> you ain't got, you ain't got no idea, baby. You ain't got no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely love that. Well, guys, thank you so much. You guys have just tuned into another episode of Monty Talks with Filmmakers. We had Robert Riley, Essence Atkins, and then Mr. 007 himself. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen Bishop was on um, earlier. So thank you guys. We appreciate it. And as always, I hope you are inspired even outside of filmmaking just to go after your dreams. You guys wrapped that beautifully because it just said, listen, you get ready. That's it. We have to get ready. Thank you again, everyone. And I will talk to you later. Thank Bye. You have just tuned in to our special episode of Bonte Talks with Filmmakers podcast. 
brought to you by producer Pierre Romain and his team over at Worldwide Entertainment and Media. Reach out to them at www.worldwideentmedia.com for all your production needs. We also encourage you to check out One Night Stay airing on BT Plus right now. Also, our team wishes to thank the talented Stephen Bishop, Robert Riley, and Essence Atkins for joining us and sharing their knowledge on acting for the big screen.